Today is December 12th, I want to say. We didn't plan on recording an episode today, but you know, the Yankees made a move, so we're going to talk about it. Chase Headley is gone, and this spins off so many conversations of what's going to come next. We're going to talk about all of that. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy. The Yankees. What's up, everybody? It's John Boy over here in California, and my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. Two transplanted Yankee fans. Talking Yankees. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Hello. What's up, Jake? It's 12-12. I got the date right? Nice. That's the yeah. date. Yeah, it's 12-12. That's kind of cool. I think yesterday. A lot, of, a lot of talks today. Yeah. I mean, woke up and Headley's gone, which isn't a surprise, yeah. but kind of, there was no leaks. Actually, there was one leak on uh Shout out to the New York Yankees Reddit page. I read a, a post last night and it was a guy who was like, Headley's going to San Diego, it's done. And then it's weird how trades leak, but not from verified sources. So it, except, it's, except Jim Layritz. Layritz. Layritz tweeted that he's in Florida <laughs> and that he's going to have more scoops. <laughs> Go get him, Jimmy. Okay, Jim. <laughs> Knock yourself out, man. You didn't. You didn't get the. You didn't get the managerial interview. But you're the. You're the scoop guy. Yeah. Man. He keeps saying, like, you know, I was really good at this, which is sad. If no one knows, Jim Laird is out of the business because he he killed. He was drinking and driving, crashed. The person he crashed into died. Whatever. That's. We're not talking about that. Um. But yeah. Jim Laird's with scoops. There you go. Uh. This episode, Headley. Chase Headley, Mr. Chase Ball, Chase Ball Baby, Head. A lot of people called him bad words. Straight it. He's gone. He goes to the San Diego Padres with Brian Mitchell for Jabari Blash. Is that his name? Jabari Blash. So break down this trade, Jake. More of a figurehead than anything else. Uh, Jabari Blash probably doesn't put on pinstripes this year if he does it's september a lot of injuries <laughs> like a lot of injuries <laughs> jabari blash a lot of people keep asking like why did we trade for another outfielder and it's like jabari blash was the least significant part of this trade yeah at all and this trade's crazy so the yankees wanted to get rid of headley's salary he's got a lot of money on the books this year we're trying to get money off the books this year because john carlo Third- 13, 13 million, I think. Yeah, Giancarlo just put a ton of money on the books this year. So now Cash has yeah. to like make all these side moves. You know, you you know the game Rummy Cube, and a lot of people might not know this game, Jake, but you know that the tile game. I know it. I don't know how to play it. It's like if we start playing now, Rummy Cube. There is a moment where you're the board is there, right? And there's all these tiles, and you have to put down your tiles. And there's a moment where it all becomes clear, and you like sense victory. And that's when I stand up and just hover over the any any game works. You just stand up and hover, and you're just seeing all the pieces move. That's what sure. Cashman happened. The John Carlo John Carlo Stanton trade happened, and Cashman was just now like, okay, tunnel vision. Now I need to do this and this and this and this and this, and he's just going nuts right now. So yeah, that's that's the interesting part, and in kind of finishing off this trade. Uh, Headley, it literally straight salary dump. The Padres taking $13 million was worth them trying to see what they can make of Brian Mitchell. Uh, he's just funny to me, which is fine with us. I know you're <laughs> you, you don't have a great taste of Mitchell in your mouth. I mean, the guy's supposed to be a starting pitcher. We never fully gave him a shot. 
Um, he has really good velocity. Uh, he's never had hit and miss stuff through the minors, but I think he's guys like Brian Mitchell are going to be the new sexy guys for team after seeing Charlie Morton this postseason for Houston. Kind of okay, you have the arm talent. I mean, the Padres have nothing to lose. They're in a pitcher's park, young team. You know, if that arm talent doesn't come around as often as other things, so you know, maybe it's gripping the ball differently and getting that four seamer, two seamer. Nobody really knows for sure. Um, again, we've we've talked a lot of trade <laughs> trades recently, and mentioning Brian Mitchell as an asset hasn't been mentioned. So I think when the Padres were like, like the like Cashman went around and said, "Okay, who will take Headley's contract, and what do you need?" Yeah, and like someone was like, like teams were like, "Oh, you know, Florial, hey, uh, throw throw Frazier," and then the Padres were like. <laughs> Hey, Brian Mitchell, <laughs> Cashman was like, stop, sold. stop the game. Sold, sold to the man in the back who requested Brian Mitchell. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't hate Brian Mitchell, but he, he, he didn't have a future with us. He was not going to become a starting pitcher in our rotation. His yeah. end goal was a long man or turned straight up reliever. So the Padres were like, hey, we'll take him and try and see what we got as a starter. It's like, OK, enjoy. And then yeah. you pay because yeah. he's a rookie contract, so it costs the Padres nothing on their books. So they'll just be like, "Well, we'll, we'll you pay for Headley's contract, get that off our books." They, they basically bought Brian Mitchell by paying for Headley, which is fine. It's a great move by Cashman. I, and, and I'm not a Headley hater, so if we wanted to just reminisce yeah. about Headley, you and I were talking earlier today, and you said what what he is is not respected in today's game because everyone just wants flashy big names. But the problem why Headley gets hate is because people like black and white and in black and white, it's garbage or all-star and Headley's not either. And, but, but everyone who sees that way, cause he's definitely not all-star. So it's just easier to peg him as garbage. He wasn't garbage. He had like one bad month every season, really bad, really, really bad. But last year, he was pretty damn consistent besides May. Like, hit 300 almost every month besides that. And uh, you want power from the third base spot. I get that. Whatever. Gardney, Gardner, and Gardner and Didi were giving us power from their spot. So, uh, Headley ground, grinded out at bats, made pitchers work, and came to play every single day. Moved the first base. I got no qualms with Headley. He's not an all-star. He's not garbage. Yeah. Yeah, he he was what he was. I think the biggest, the other big thing going against him was he had that one monstrous year where he was like an MVP candidate, and everyone in their back of the year says, "Oh, well, if you did that once, why why can't you do that again?" So, um, yeah, man, Chase, I, just the way I said it right there, Chase, like it was kind of that's how we talked about him the whole second half of the season last year. Like he just kept doing really good things and things the team needed. Yep. Um, so he'll be missed. I, um, I had one kind of funny thought that I, I, I wanted to bounce off you. Um, you know, the, the whole talk with the Giancarlo trade was, you know, the Yankees fleeced them. All they did was take salary, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I'm curious, would you have rather that this trade had never happened, that the Yankees put Chase Headley Chase Headley in the Marlins trade, they took out Starlin, so the Yankees keep Starlin, and then they added like a pretty good prospect, either Clint, um, Florial, all the people are talking about. What's the give me the end result of that one? So we don't have Chase, we have Castro so, so, and Giancarlo, and we don't have a prospect. Correct. 
No. I like this move now because it opens it's, the it's door. It's an interesting thought though, right? Yeah. You you wonder if Cashman was pushing that and that's kind of what led to this or what happened, but Yeah. So the thing about this trade, and like Giancarlo trade started this whirlwind of okay now we need to move money off the books now we need to do all this who knows if cash was going to do all this beforehand there's definitely more moves to be made they boone sat down tim however you say his last name narig player development guy sat down they all said there's more moves to be made there's so many spin-off conversations we're going to let voicemails kind of take us there because you guys called in and for those that called in and uh lefties we appreciate it it's much easier when you you help us you know yeah we like talk about we, we talk about our topics before the show. We'll, we'll call it our pre-production meeting, more so an email, <laughs> but <laughs> a couple emails. But um, you guys kind of pegged all the topics, so keep keep calling in, keep writing in, Twitter, all that. All right, here we go. Um, the first two are the same, but I'm going to play both because, you know, they called in. I want, I want both of them. What's up, guys? It's Pops122346789 on Twitter. Um, big fan of Headley, uh, but I guess business is business. Um, now that there's an opening at third, do you guys see Frazier getting his payday with the Yanks, or do they trade for Machado if the price is right? Um, interested on hearing your guys' take about this. Uh, go Yanks and keep doing what you guys are doing. All right, so that was one guy. Pops something, 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 something on Twitter, and here's... Yeah, you had it. Hey, guys. So I'm kind of upset about the Headley trade. I really liked him. Um I know a lot of Yankees fans didn't like him, but, I mean, I didn't think he was as bad as everyone makes him out to be. But my biggest question is, I know obviously Cashman has a plan getting rid of Headley, but do you think Todd Frazier would fit into those plans, or do you think that he has something bigger in mind than Frazier? All right, so they both talked about Todd Frazier. Uh, First guy, Pops, talked about Machado, too, but we'll table him. I want to talk about... Todd Frazier, because I have done a complete 180 now, Jake. Nice. So last episode, I said it just doesn't make sense on any level to bring Todd to the Yankees with Chase there. They'd be in the same exact role, and it's just you don't need two of them. And I don't think Todd's going to sign a long contract. I don't think the Yankees are going to sign a long contract. I still don't think I still don't think the contracts make sense, what he's looking for, what the Yankees are going to offer. But – I'm all in on bringing Todd to play third base now. Give Glaber second. Todd, his OBP's up, so pass the baton to the big boppers. He's a clubhouse guy, and we have all the skill we really need. So if you get a clubhouse guy to keep all the really good players happy, keep them moving, motivating. I like love Todd on the team now. It's com- I realized this. I was sitting at work, and I was just like, fuck. I am all in on bringing Todd back now. Yeah, it's... It's it's become interesting. I've I've had a lot of those moments over the past <laughs> forty eight hours as well. I I actually had a, a lot of similar thoughts with Ellsbury, which we're gonna have to circle around on later. But with Todd, right now it's not up on Cashman's list. We've talked about Cashman's priority list a little bit. I don't think Todd or third base right now is up there on the priority list. It's one more big starter the CC dilemma, and then maybe it's third base-ish? I don't know. It's Well, they are talking. I think the part that was interesting today was we we talked about a little bit with our, our friend Greg, Greg Poon, because basketball does this. Like, basketball had some free agents this year that teams sign them to, like, a big one-year deal, just overpay them this year, just to, like, 
do it and they don't have to have salary on the book for the rest of the, for later years. The Yankees can't do that. But I was thinking if the Yankees could do a two year, 13 million, a two year, 15 million per year, excuse me. I think that's not so far out of what Todd's going to get offered this year. And worst case scenario, then we do a chase Headley trade with Todd next year. So I'm Sign open up. to it. I, I just, I don't think it's up there on the priority list right now. I think there, I don't think he's making moves in order. I think cash is wheeling and dealing from all sides of his body right now. He is talking to Todd Frazier's agent. That's like confirmed. And the Braves also talking to Todd, which if he wants the contract, I get it, but just take the, take two years and come play for us, Todd. Cause I've, I've won 80 down. Yeah. I want you back. I think you'd be a good presence with the guys and, uh, play good third base. It, I, I, first I thought like, nah, cause our one through six is so home run feast or famine heavy that you want like a chase Headley, like an average guy who's going to grind out at bats, make pitchers work. And Todd doesn't have the average, but he has the OBP. So we still just I keep saying this like all day, passing the baton to the big hitters, which I'll take. Yeah. And uh, two other kind of interesting concepts around that. I, this morning I was all in on Brandon Phillips. I still kind of am like, cause I think that's an easy one year, $5 million deal done out the door. And it's, it's kind of a low risk, high reward. Brandon Phillips could come in and play really good baseball. He's obviously older in age, but four time gold Glover, three time all-star hit 285 last year in limited service. I mean, for me, like that would be a perfect security blanket for Wade, uh, Gibber. <laughs> we gotta stop. We gotta Glibber. stop saying that. Someone requested that we stop calling her Glibber. I know. Um, I I just think he'd be the perfect security blanket for Gliber, Wade, Andujar, and you know if he plays that kind of. So I'll, I'm going to spin this into my second point. If he hits 285, which I know he's not an OBP guy. I had a great conversation with a gentleman on Twitter about it today. But we were talking about, you and I were talking about, like, anything from the bottom of the lineup is such gravy this year that, like, a 280 hitter, like, whoa. <laughs> like, like that, would be, that would be kind of incredible. Because I, I, I have a theory that I'll, I'll dive into the stats one day, and it's, like we're going to live it on this team is that someone has to make the outs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, baseball comes down to probability, probability and statistics. S- someone can't live up to their potential this year. Otherwise the Yankees <laughs> would be the best team ever. I hope they are. I hope they do, <laughs> but you know, so- someone has to make the outs eventually guys get out in baseball. But the other thing that's been in my, was spinning my brain on the way home, spinning my brain. It's about Todd. No. All right, about, we're moving on. Well, 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 no, kind of, kind of, kind All of. Right. Because it ties into third base, and it's Jibber, whether he's playing third or second. Man, Ronald Torres is a proven 280-290 hitter in this league. So, like, we've talked about that Wade platoon, like, you know, give Wade some at-bats, give Torres some at-bats. Man, if Wade still doesn't have it at the major league level, like, Torres can prove like it's very slappy, but 280, 290 from the bottom of our lineup this year would be like monstrous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think Toe's getting a starting job, though. He's perfect. I, I just need something to think about. Perfect as backup role. Expectation. 
think about your expectations from those positions right now and what Torres can give you. I don't know. It's something, something to think about. All right, next call. What's up, John Boy? Love the trade. Headley hit 250 with eight homers and was a shitty defender. Cashman got the Padres. They take all of the money, all $13 million. He's a genius. You want to go Andahar, you want to go Todd Frazier, whatever you want to do. Headley was a god-awful defender. I can't believe we were able to unload him to his old team, no less. Go Yanks. Well, I don't necessarily agree with everything he said, I love the enthusiasm in which he said it. Stats weren't right, by the way. <laughs> Stats were incorrect. I think he was 272 with like 12 homers or something like that. Not a lot of homers. But, and yeah, uh, Headley's arm was bad. Not as game. Whatever. Uh, bad thrower. Next one. Hey, John Boy. Hey, Jake. I'm coming at you from Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, we're talking about the Chase Headley trade right now. I'm kind of sad to see him go. I always loved seeing him play. He kind of reminded me of my ex-girlfriend's dad, which always gave me a good laugh. But um, So we got Jabari Blash for him. Well, we basically just gave up $13 million, I think, of his contract, so that'll get us under the luxury tax. Um, maybe we can use this Blash guy in a trade. I've seen a lot of uh, rumors on Twitter that we're interested in Michael Fulmer. He's going to be expensive to get. Uh, he's a big pitcher for the Tigers, but that'd be a huge upgrade for our rotation. And, um, yeah, so the trade basically just got us under the luxury tax, and maybe I'm looking for more moves from Cashman. It's going to be an exciting offseason. Go Yanks. All right, so let's talk Fulmer. Good call. Fulmer is the storyline. A lot of teams are going to want him. Uh, Fulmer, pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Five years under control left, which is yeah, at minimum – at minimum wage, what minimum contract? <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Really yeah. cheap for five years of control. He's good. He was like a little hurt last year. He was part of the brawl. I don't give a shit about that. Some people are like, God, he threw it very like, get over yourself. Yeah. Um, go get, would you trade to get Fulmer? It's going to take a lot. It's going to take like a Clint Frazier, a chance Adams combo, with someone else probably yeah it's that's that's what people kind of need to come to grips with Fulmer if if we do it pretty good trade this is a young guy who's done pretty impressive things in baseball so far he he doesn't have the big sexy name he doesn't have the big sexy look but the guy's good um he's a former Mets prospect top prospect I, I forget what trade they lost him in but they kind of got hosed a little bit and he got out of the but, Mets um, system before they had time to ruin his arm yeah, ooh, there you go. Hey, Mets fans, but um, it's true. It it would be it would be Clint, um, Adams or Sheffield. Yep. And then it would it would be oh, what's but kind of like that look good now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be another big prospect. It's gonna be Florial. It's gonna be. I don't think they'd move. I, I don't think it's Anduhar. Man, it's all right. Hey, how about we're, this? We're, would we're, you? We're talking a a very a good a, a threes ERA pitcher that's under team control for five years. You're you're gonna have to pay the troll toll if you want to get in this boys' hole. Would you trade Clint Chance and a second level prospect, maybe a younger guy, package for Fulmer? Yes, I think it's the easiest. Yes, we have Giancarlo. We have uh, we we have Giancarlo. We have Judge. And we have Hicks, and we have Florial in the system. So Clint is an unnecessary. He's like he's exposed, expendable right now, and he's not even proven yet. We have Chance. Clint's gone. 
We have Ch- Ch- Klinskon. We have Chance Adams, who, yeah, it could be a good thing. But guess what? Michael Fulmer is already proven is, to be a good thing, and yeah. we have him for five more years. I'd do that trade in a second. Yeah, it's um, the Fulmer trade we definitely have to pay for. I Can can we dive into the, the other starting pitching rumors? Garrett Cole. Cole World, Garrett Cole. I'm um, I think I'm surprisingly a, a decent amount more in than you. I mean, he, I, I know his numbers it didn't look too great last year. I think he finished with a four two ERA. I don't know much about, but him. I think he was still like, he he was still ninth in strikeout. The dude has good stuff. He's a former top prospect. We I mean, we drafted I'm, him out of high school. I'm I'm kind of one of those believers that like, I don't know. I, I mean up and down in baseball pretty easy especially you know the pirates were pretty meh last year i i think you could get cole for cheaper his payday obviously i think his payday comes up in 2019 so that's what you're running i mean he's a guy like if he puts it together he could be the best pitcher on the staff yo i didn't realize how good his 2015 season when he was 24 years old 32 starts 2.6 era then he got fourth in the Cy Young or something. Then he got injured the next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that too. They, the Pirates, I think they said they first asked for Andujar, and then they they were dropped down to Sheffield or something like that. Um, I I think I think Clint and Sheffield would get it done, and I would do that in a heartbeat. And I I think he has potential. He has potential. He has a higher potential than Fulmer. Yeah, I I mean, I still. I still like just live with develop hitters trade for proven pitchers. Like the Cubs did it because developing starting pitchers sucks. And if, if you can just go out and yeah. even though we just had a good year with Sevy and Gumby. So I, maybe I have to start change my philosophy a little bit, but those guys weren't even huge pitching prospects. Sevy kind of was, but Gumby was not. But yeah, but I like if you can trade for a pro like if you, if you can trade an unproven starting pitcher for a proven starting pitcher, I do that one hundred percent of the time because starting pitching is hard to develop. There are so many pitchers that just come up and are meh, and it's just it's brutal. Look look at Matt Harvey's current situation. The <laughs> the Mets can't move them if they wanted to, and he you know he used to be the Dark Knight. <laughs> tough, tough podcast for the Mets, babe. All right, let's go to the next uh, next caller. Hey, John Boy and Jake, big fan here. First of all, I wanted to say I followed you all year longer than last Yankee season. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <clears throat> feelings about the trade, you know, I was never a big hater on Chase Headley as well. Uh, thought he was a pretty good ball player. Uh, maybe the contract was a little too big, but uh, my question would be with trading Chase Headley, maybe Todd's father not resigning, uh, resigning, do we? make the move on Machado now via trade. Since I got a notification earlier that said the Orioles are shopping Machado, is it more sensible to trade for him before this year or wait till after the end of this year to sign him? Because the issue is if he gets traded to a team, another team potentially could be a long-term suitor. Does that take us out of the running? That's my question. See you guys. All right. Well, first off, thank you very much for following all season and calling in. Appreciate that. Machado, Machado, Machado. I almost don't even want to talk about it because it's clickbait right now. Like these terms that all these 
beat writers are throwing around is such nonsense. The Orioles are shopping Machado. And then everyone's like, oh, they're going to trade him. Like, no, dude, you fucking shop everyone all the time. Yeah. It's such a nothing term. And then they came out, the Yankees have interest in Machado. Yeah, dude, so does every other team. He's a top player in the sport. Yeah. The word interest means nothing. But, and then like Joel Sherman and like Buster only came out and even said, I spoke to people in the know and they said it is very, very slim or nothing at all that this would actually, they would trade within the division. Makes no sense. It makes no sense for the Yankees to waste prospects before he becomes a free agent. It makes no sense for the Orioles to trade within the division or for the Yankees to give up big prospects that they now have to play in the division. Nothing about it makes sense, but Giancarlo didn't make sense either. So like now you just can't rule anything out because Giancarlo happened, but it doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, you you, you can't rule it out. Like you said, it, it doesn't make sense a lot of reasons, but you wonder... So, like, we, we, I talked about this with the Giancarlo contract. Like, only so many teams can take on a contract of that size. And Machado is going to take that and more when he's up for free agency next year. So, essentially, you're talking to teams about a one-year rental, which throws the price of Machado way off. So, the teams that could actually re-sign Machado, there's still the risk, but you could offer a little more, especially if you get him in the team, blah, 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 all that. Then the AL East and, like, it would, it would have to be a situation where the Orioles decide they're going full punt before this season, which I don't think they, they'd actually do. Baseball, that's rarely a thing. Um, maybe the D-Rays. But, I mean, what, what would the Yankees even offer? I, it, would, it would have to come down to the Yankees and the Orioles being like, like Clint straight up. It would be more. It would be like Glaber. No, I don't think the Yankees would do it. I know, but I think that's what the Orioles would want. That's what I'm saying. The Orioles would have to come down to that where they're getting no offers from anyone else because they know it's a rental, basically. Yeah. And they're they're not getting any other offers, so the Orioles would be like, "Hey, we'll we'll do this with you, or wait <laughs> six months and give them your best offer if you want." I'd, I I think you and me are both out on Machado now and in the future. It's tough to say because everyone loves him. I had a, such a hot take about Machado that I forgot to say on a podcast, but I can say it now. I think Machado would ruin Gary. Boom. It's the hottest old curmudgeon man take. I think Gary's impressionable. Saw it in the fight. He's like a teddy bear, lovable dude when he's happy. If the bad side comes out, he's very, he gets very, he cried in the dugout once. He's a little teddy bear. His emotions run wild. Put a punk bitch like Machado next to him. I think it's a bad compare. Now, I went back and looked at all the incidents Machado's been in because I wanted to make sure, like, my disdain for. Like my Machado's a punk bitch stance was true. It's not. It, it he's been in like three incidents: the A's, uh, Royals with Ventura, Yordani, rest in peace, and the Red Sox with Sale. The Red Sox with Sale. He came in on a slide. He spiked Pedroia. He was like instantly sorry and like apologetic to Pedroia to the point where Pedroia even said, "It's fine. You just need to control your body better." And, and then they threw at his head, so he started mouthing off. In retrospect, fine. That's like he handled that, like whatever. Uh, Yordani, Yordani came inside him like four times in a row, then hit him the next at bat. So he charged him out, and he was like, yeah. you can't do that. So in retrospect on that one, Machado in the right, like not a punk bitch, like can't do that. And he even said like there's no hard feelings, like but if you hit me with a 90-mile fastball, I'm going to respond. And it's like, you know what, dude, that's totally – 
Totally true. It's like when Rognet or Odor punched Batista in the face, and he was like, well, no, man. Like, I hope he doesn't have hard feelings for me. I don't have hard feelings for him. He squared up. We hit each other. That's what happened. Like, it's just a reaction. Yeah. Like, some people, it's just like sports. Like, we were in the moment. Now, the A's situation with Donaldson, do you remember this? Not really. You, you've always been hard on the Machado punk Dude, bitch. And I've always been like, I the, on, So, it start, the A's situation was the first one. He got mad at Donaldson for tagging him too hard and threw his helmet and, like, got in his face. And Donaldson was legit like, what, bro? What? And then since Machado like threw a hissy fit, they threw at his feet the next game, and then he threw his bat at Donaldson at third base, like swung, let go. I remember that. That, really, yeah. that is still the most punk, bitchiest, whiny, not like badass, not like tough guy, whiny, worst display of like behavior. He was 21 years old. He was young. But that's where it all stems from. The other things I retracted. So I halfway retract my hate for Machado. Um, but he's not one of my he, favorite players in the league. He, he, he was 21. I mean, El Gary, your favorite, <laughs> sucker punched someone <laughs> last year. So Twice. Uh, sucker punch him twice. Yeah, I've, 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 I've never been on the, the punk bitch thing. I I don't know. I We'll, we'll talk long-term about him another time. But – um. I just don't see him taking on that much contract, but I, I don't know. I ma, take Machado out of your sights. If you're a Yankee fan for now, if he does a Giancarlo and ends up in our lab, yeah, you enjoy that beautiful butterfly. But <laughs> as, as, as of right now, no, don't, don't even, don't keep your sights on Machado. It's all, all right. It's, if you want to eye him for free agency, that's your dream plan for next year. Sure. The trade thing. Don't, don't start dreaming that. Up. It's all just clickbait. Buster only literally tweeted, there are very slim chances this happens. Probably doesn't happen, but here's what the lineup would be. Let me get yeah. those retreats, guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, this is Jordan from Manhattan. Um, Cashman's full speed ahead. Um, he knows what he wants to do. Him and Hal have a plan in place, and they're going forward, forward full speed ahead. It, it's very exciting to watch as a Yankees fan. and um, I, I can't wait for what's next. I have no idea what might be next. Who knows? They could could get Machado. That's it's kind of unlikely because uh, he's one year away from free agency. I don't think they're going to go after Machado. But who knows? It could happen. But uh, Cash Cash is really smart. And Hal Steinbrenner is a wonderful owner to let this happen, to let Cashman do what he wants instead of butting in and and saying what he wants. Well, they probably want something together, but he's letting Cash do his magic, which is awesome. And uh, I guess yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks, Jordan. I think Jordan kind of sounds like A-Rod um, wow. voice-wise. But thanks for that he's basically just praising Hal and Cash. And while it's not really talking about the moves, but I think maybe we should just praise them. I uh, Hal, during Giancarlo's... Press conference, Hal had a line where he said, I think I'm going to put, we're still under the luxury tax. I'm going to put all our money into making this team the best. My family has a track record of doing that and we're not done yet. And it's just like, there's so many teams that cannot look at their owner and say, you're doing everything you can to win and like service the fans. Now the ticket prices may be outrageous. There's a lot of stuff that kind of sucks about how the Yankees price New York, New York, but there's so many teams that cannot say our ownership 
is great. And right now, our ownership's great. Yeah, I I was I was laughing at a couple things. I mean, we saw um, I, Hal said all the right things and all the good things. Um, everyone was saying all the right things. They always do. Um, we've been saying in cash we trust forever. Man, with Hal, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there for our Game of Throners. I'd like to see it go Mad King at some point. Like right now, he's like, wow, he's George Steinbrenner's boy. He's pretty. You, you can tell he's got a little bit of that edge, but he doesn't really throw any of the crazy George stuff out there. When Hal starts getting old, I want him going deep end George. I want him going crazy, firing people, signing whoever, go nutso Yankees. But right now he's like, well, that's what his brothers does. Great, bit, great, yeah, great businessman, dream owner. Do you rem- basically? There's probably a lot of Yankee fans who don't even know who Hank is. But do you remember when Hank was in charge in 2008? Yeah, 2008 or 2009, oh. the first year, and then they were like, nope, never mind, Hank, go yeah. hang out <laughs> in Florida with the horses. Hal, you are now the face. Even better, even better. Bring get some Hank going. Um, 2009 is when we won. Um, yeah, and I the the other thing that this spins more into Cashman, but if we were doing talking Yanks last year, even mid season this year, we we mentioned this guy a lot. Um, we wanted to see Bobby Ref Snyder get at bats, <laughs> like that. That was an exciting thing in 2015. And now, even last year, man. No one wanted even last year. No one wanted Ref Snyder to get at bats last season. We were saying he never got he never got his proper opportunity. Yeah, it was past time for him to get it now, but he he should have got it in 2016. He should have started the season as a second baseman. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Just it's it's a it's a long full circle from there. Yeah, how I I would what more could you ask from an owner except the free free tickets or something like that? If you're listening, how next? What's up, guys? Love the podcast. How bad of a guy is Ellsbury that he's willing to sit on the bench, not pick up his no-trade clause, while hard-working guys like Headley have to be traded away? Looking forward to seeing you guys down in Tampa in a few months. Peace. Again, if we're judging callers, not on what they say, but just their presence of tone, crushed it. Also, I agree with I, – I halfway agree with what he said. It's such a hard situation to take yourself – like Ellsbury – doesn't want to be traded anywhere. He won't waive his trade clause. He just says he wants to compete for the job and stay with the Yankees. And on the surface, right away, it's like, fuck you, man. No one wants you. Just get out of here. Take your money and go play for someone else. But, Jake, tell him. I love it. I absolutely love it. I know it's a horrible contract for the team. And you got to start <laughs> You got to start com- com- compartmentalizing it differently. Like, if... If you, I don't know, if you move, if you want to move into a nice apartment that's got like a gym in it, you're like, oh, I'll cancel my gym membership. So that money goes there. Like start putting Ellsbury's money in like, you know, uh, judge, put a little for Hicks, <laughs> start mixing it around. Cause the, the thing that we, we've kind of been dancing around a little bit, cause we've been talking about him being the, the fifth outfielder, best fifth outfielder, the best fifth outfielder. He really is going to be our fourth outfielder. Because we're going to be starting all four of those guys a lot of games. And, you know, otherwise we're going to be swapping out DHs and pitchers and things like that. He's going to be our fourth outfielder. The other thing, Giancarlo has an injury history. Judge is a huge dude. I mean, Gardy's getting up there in age. Hicks has an injury history a little bit. I mean, I think Jacoby Ellsbury is going to have a huge role on this team. And, dude, he's still a good baseball player. If if you took out his contract contracts – what he can do for this team is awesome. Awesome. So as a bench player, I, 
I get it. Would it be great long term to be able to move him? Yes. But the other thing is, he's not. It's not like he's saying like, oh, I just I'm gonna hang on the bench and collect my paycheck. Like he says, he wants to compete for a starting job. And the the crazy part is, and I know this is gonna get some backlash, but like he's not a five tool player anymore. He's he's like close. He's like a bad five tool player. <laughs> so am <laughs> sounds, I. Sounds dumb. But like yeah, right. Um, like. Hear me out on this. Could if Ellsbury hits 350 in spring training with eight home runs, do you think he could be our starting center fielder potentially? If Hicks has a terrible spring training, I don't know. No, no. But I mean, Hicks Hicks wasn't incredibly special. Like Hicks, he's got a good presence at the plate, good OBP stuff. Like, man, Ellsbury can still ball out. I mean, Ellsbury's biggest thing, well his contract, but he also has an injury history too. And like watching him as he was a fourth outfielder last year, like he looked spry. He looked healthy when he played and he kind of tore it up. What in September? Yeah, it, it was, yeah, I think it was maybe late August or September. Okay. Well, I have, I, let me, let me respond to some things. You said he would be our fourth outfielder. And in my mind, I was like, wait. And then I, I pieced it together in a way that it made sense. So I'm going to share that. Maybe some other people if so, so last year we say you had the three outfielders: Gardner, Hicks, Judge, and the DH Holiday. They all four of those played all the time, and Ellsbury was the fourth outfielder. So if Gardner, Hicks, Judge, and Stanton are going to take the three outfield jobs and the DH spot, but they'll just rotate it, that still makes Ellsbury the fourth outfielder, not the fifth outfielder. So that does make sense what you said. So he is still like reserve backup. Now here's the thing that is the hardest thing for humans to do. Think about yourself if you are Jacoby Ellsbury. Like he goes home to his wife. He's like, man, babe, I got a tough decision. I can either accept accept a trade and then I'm going to go to a bad team that doesn't want me and just like wither away. Or I can say no to the trade and stay on a really good team that doesn't want me, but I'll be part of a winning season. What would you do? I know exactly what I'd do. I'd stay on the good team and hope that maybe a guy gets injured. Maybe you win a spot. So, I mean, it sucks. It sucks because every Yankee fan right now just wants Ellsbury to accept it and leave. We do too. It makes the most sense for him to like, get out of here, get the money off the books. But if you're Ellsbury, I'm not accepting a trade <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, and it's the guy is great in his role. We have an outfield filled with some injury history in 112 games last year ellsbury scored 65 runs seven homers eh, three 350 on base percentage 348 uh 22 steals so like if you if you put that over 162 games you're looking at 30 plus steals close to 100 runs like a lot of teams would beg for that kind of player i mean this guy this guy's like kind of kind of brett gardner type numbers just with slightly less power and zero emotion. So, but his problem is staying healthy. Like Brett Gardner's a warrior. I, he, I could see him trying to play with a broken leg. Like Ellsbury's one of those guys, like a good sneeze in spring training and you might not see him till August. So, and I, I think the other reason that I've gotten to this point is I think we have to assume because we've talked about things falling into Cashman's lap and how he explores all his options, this, that, and the other I'd like to think that they've kind of offered 
to to pay half to three quarters of Ellsbury's salary, probably half. I think half's the fair number because if you start going to three quarters, it turns into one of those things like you you just cut a guy. I think they've gone around offering Ellsbury eat half his contract in a prospect to get rid of him, and they can't do it. So I I think we need to come to grips with yeah the salary sucks, but again you're not paying it, and the guy in his role is. He's one of the best players at doing his role. Fourth outfielder. All right, we're we're like probably gonna lose a lot of fans with this Ellsbury talk. Everyone hates hey, Ellsbury. Sometimes, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, I know, but it's fine, man. It's fine. I mean, I'm just I, once you put yourself in Ellsbury's shoes, why would you opt out? It's, yeah, and or it's, why would you accept you know, the tra- the trade? I would never. If I could trade away Ellsbury's contract, it, yeah, throw his Ellsbury in and get Fulmer, get Archer. Yeah, that sounds delightful, but it's not happening. Yeah. All right, next call. Hey, guys, it's Brad from Buffalo, New York, calling in. Uh, I, you know, a little uneasy about the Chase Headley trade. I, I think people kind of hated him. They, they kind of like to hate him, but he ended up being a, a pretty quality player for us, and I liked his versatility. So it's tough to see him go, but wanted to throw out a trade proposal. Uh, Jeff Samarja and Joe Panic from the San Francisco Giants in return for Clint Frazier and Jacoby Ellsbury. Giants are looking for a center fielder. Um, you know, Ellsbury still has it from his performance in September. It, it's not, it's not a, a lack of talent there. And uh, Joe Panic can play second base, and the Giants will will get some salary relief with Samarja, as well as uh, get some young outfielders and get a little younger, and the, the defense will get a little better. Thanks, guys. All right. So first, since we just said Ellsbury wouldn't accept a trade, act like he would. Let's humor this trade quickly. Yeah. Jeff Smarja and Joe Panic for Ellsbury and Clint Frazier. Joe Panic plays second. Glaber takes over a third. Smarja, is he still a starter? Yeah, he helps out with the yeah rotation. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's he's still a weird mix of things. He, so he's on the books for twenty million for the next three years. Basically, he's one of these guys. He he just can't seem to fully put it together. He still has the strikeouts. He still has the stuff, but. Like I, his ERA landed last year at four four two. Um, he was three eight one the year before. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I know San Fran has a lot of money on the books. If if they want to bail on Samarja, or I know they pay Cueto a lot. Um, you know, we we heard Joe Panic rumors before the season, and we were kind of like, "What is this? Why would we just trade?" Yeah. Because they were talking about Starlin for, and we're like, no, that's a downgrade on a team that's looking to do more. Um, I think the Yankees would be all ears. They're they're clearly looking for another arm. Yep. I think they would explore the other options we've mentioned first, but it is intriguing. I don't. I, I think you still have to eat some of Ellsbury's. I don't know if they're looking to trade for a young infielder. Like if we sign Todd Frazier for a year or two, two years. Um, that's short term. I don't think Panic probably. I don't know this contract has years. I mean, it, but I, I don't know. But I'd say no. Let like let Labor get third. Here's my my dream situation. How this plays out. We trade Clint Frazier for a starting pitcher. Be it Fulmer Cole. If you want to do Clint Frazier and Chance Adams for Fulmer, sure. If you want to do Clint Frazier and something else for Cole, do that. Sign CC. Get him back. Sign Todd. Put him at third. That's my dream. Imagine that during going into the season, people wanted Frazier back and CC back. And imagine if Cashman got Frazier back and CC back with Giancarlo Stanton and stayed under the luxury tax. Fucking wizard stuff. 
Yeah, I think I think they said, and I I forget if I referenced this earlier. I don't think I did. I think I was thinking about it. But after the Giancarlo trade and the Headley trade, and everything that's happened so far this offseason, I think the Yankees cap number has gone up like four hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Some silly, like a league minimum player to get Giancarlo Stan. So yeah, I mean, pretty impressive stuff. Like, I'd, like we've said. Cashman's going to be all ears. If it makes sense, he's going to do it. Panic's an interesting guy. He's 282, 282 career batting average, 345 OBP. He won the gold glove in 2016, and he still has some team control. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. He's a lefty bat, which the Yanks are a little uh, semi-thin on compared to their <laughs> right-handed power, I should say. Still a lot of them, though. Still got Guardy, Didi, Bird. Chase is gone now. Hicks. Yeah. Hicks, you got four. Exactly. Yeah, it's. It's just, it's very overshadowed yeah. by the righties. So I, I don't know. He's under team control still. Yeah, Cash would listen. It, it, um, I don't know. The, the thing that we don't fully know is where the team fully stands on, like, we don't know the team's final stance on Tyler Wade and Andujar. They like Andujar. They keep, right? well, they keep saying they like him, which I think means they're trying to trade him. They everyone publicly they, they said wanted, they liked Andujar and Chance today in their interviews, which to me means they're trying to trade Andujar and Chance for sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Tyler Wade was talked about for a couple years as their Zobrist. His MLB start wasn't that great. He can play all over. We thought he was going to get a ton of second base at bats. Now we're not so sure. Yep, this changes um, that. And and Andujar, he's. At the end of the day, we don't fully know if he's – because his projections are to be like a 275, 25 homer third baseman, which is valuable. But we don't know if the Yankees fully believe in that and they want him to be that and they want Gleyber at second. We don't know. So I I, I don't know. Those, those are the two two guys' future that you got to start thinking, yeah, bringing in a Joe Panic or something would be nice. But if you do that, that's basically a goodbye to Tyler Wade. Yeah, I don't, so I'm, I'm against it. The more that I think about bringing in Joe Panic, I'm against it. I, let's let some of these kids come up and and win a spot. That's exact. That that's my that's my Brandon Phillips low risk high reward argument. If you bring him in, also also with Todd, uh, there's a little more risk there contract wise probably. Yeah, if you're but. gonna bring in an infielder, bring in uh, MLB. If you want an MLB infielder, which I do, I don't think they're gonna start the season with two rookies manning second and third. Glaber definitely. Not to start the season, like we've said a million times, but to be there, Glaber is part of it. I don't think they're going to have another rookie, too. They're going to have some insurance plan. They're not done. They they also confirmed they're like, trading for a starting pitcher. Like Boone basically said, well, I think we'll come out of winning me- winter meetings with another pitcher, and Chad will go back to the – Chad Green will go back to the bullpen. I think he said that. Yeah. All right. This is I, this is the last call from Jay. Don't know I what Jay's had to have screens. And, uh, with Chase Headley leaving, I'm a little upset, but I understand the move. Um, and it's funny, thinking back to all of the times that, that you could think of for, for like just great Chase Headley moments. Obviously, there's so many classics. I can't help but stop thinking of that moment when he was rounding first and slipped and somehow was safe as second in the ALCS on the hit into the gap. I mean, it just seems to perfectly summarize how Chase Headley's career with the Yankees went. He just managed to stumble, stumble so many times and somehow just ended up doing the right thing. And it was just pure magic and amazing. And he just still didn't know what was going on and was really happy about it or whatever. It, Anyway, jokes aside, I think I think Chase Headley may have been one of the most bipolar fielders I've ever seen because 
with the glove, one of the best reactions in the league for a third baseman, but he couldn't find first base sometimes. It was really frustrating, and that's why Cash made him a first baseman. Anyway, um, with Headley gone, who do you see the Yankees pursuing for a third baseman? Do you think they'll put Torres there when the after whatever number of days he needs to be down on the roster or something else? Uh, thanks. Bye. All right, so just some Headley talk. We won't go. We we already said our plan. It's really nice. Really nice. Yeah, Jay, Jay calls all the time. Um, that that little highlight reel you made today was great. Yeah. Him him chasing the bird. Yeah. And the stumble play. Uh, him yelling at the ump. It was good stuff. It was. I made that in an hour. I just sat down and I was like, all right, got to make a chase video. Some good chase 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 ball baby. Like when I would tweet out, that's chase ball. It was either like he grinded out on that bat and hit a sack fly to get the runner in from third. Or he reached on an error and like everything good happened off a mistake, <laughs> base running yeah, mistakes. It was it was it was it would it would make me laugh when he was locked in because it was almost like I'll I'll feed the haters a little bit. Like I think at the end of the day he knows he's Chase Headley, and like when he was locked in on guys, like oh fuck I'm locked in right now I gotta get one right here. Yeah, you could see it. <laughs> like, you could yeah. see it. Yeah, man. Go get him. I think I said like earlier in the season on the other part, like you could see him grind into the batter's box and dig his feet and be like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> like, I'm going to work yeah. the count. I'm going to get to you. It's crazy. Uh, goodbye, Chase. Have fun in San Diego. Back to where you came from. I think that's all we got, Jake. Oh, I had one other note. The Rays are looking to trade Archer. The Orioles are looking to trade Machado. The Blue Jays were rumored to be looking to trade Donaldson. Are people just giving up on the AL East? Just like, okay, Yankees, take it. We'll take this year off. Is that what's happening? A little bit. It's um, this is this is the part that Yankee fans don't have to realize. Where the Red Sox right now, they're going out. They're eyeing JD Martinez. They're eyeing Hosmer. Like they're they're looking for their counterpunch to all this. I mean, you know, the Rays are obviously the Rays. You know, at a certain point, they have to. And Archer, they signed Archer to a great contract. I think Archer has four years, $33 million, something like that. Not per year, which he would get paid if he was a free agent. Yeah. That's 33 over four years. Longoria, you kind of got to start cutting and run on those guys and say, hey, the, the Yankees are going to be really good for at least the next two, three years. <laughs> you know, we got to start reloading. The Blue Jays, they kind of went all in while the Yankees and the Red Sox were kind of licking their wounds a little bit, and it never oh, fully came oh, to fruition. Speaking of Blue Jays, um, are you nervous that the Yankees are the team that's going to win this offseason? Because the team that wins the offseason never wins the season, ever. Miami did it one year. Blue Jays did it one year. Uh, Diamondbacks did it one It's It never comes to fruition. Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about that. I mean, it win the offseason, you know, signing for me signing the most free agents isn't winning the offseason. When like when the Cubs young core was coming together and they signed Lester and like like that's yeah. That's winning the offseason. That's when every everything's come together and now you've brought on that those one or two pieces. I was going to say that if if you want to raise the slightest of red flags, I mean, like we mentioned, Chase Headley was only one of, what, four guys to play 125 games last year. Castro led the team for the first half of the season, and he's Didi's boy. So you you got to start tiptoeing a line a little bit where, you know, we did have a really good thing last year. Yeah, so let's not blow it up too much. Adding, adding, 
adding Giancarlo, you can't get mad at that. Um, if things start whirly burden a little too crazy, the, the one thing that started going in my mind a little bit today was because the Yankees and the Pirates have been so friendly. The other guy, the Pirates have been trying to move. And, you know, we mentioned Machado and this video game team forming. The Pirates have been trying to get off McCutcheon for a little while because he makes a ton of coin. But he's sliding. So he's I was getting, just. He's going down. No, he was. And then he, he turned it around last year. He had, he kind of had a monster last year towards the end of it. Uh, and I was just, I was, it could have been that. Um, I mean, defensively he's gone downhill and it doesn't fit, but I was wondering it would be kind of moving off Ellsbury and doing that contract stuff. I mean, dude, <laughs> dude was 280, 28 homers last year. Um, Cole, if you can move Ellsbury, I started spinning my brains a little bit. And then I started doing the, like, this is getting too video game-ish. Like, yeah. there's a core there. Yeah. Um, you know, get get an arm, and let's win the World Series. Let's win the World Series. IMO. All right. That's about all we got for today. Went longer, but there's a lot going on. And uh, there's just a lot going, lot going on. on. All- we, didn't know what, we didn't know what we were going to talk about this off season. Yeah, I thought, like, the episodes were going we're gonna to have to make up random. Like, we did one episode where we did uh, all fat team. And, and I thought we were going to have to make something like that up every week. Haven't been. What are Jorge Posada's five worst base running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, also, if you're watching, you can see my El Gary hat. If you're listening, you've seen it before. They are on sale. Affordable jerseys, who we did the jersey deal with. You can still buy jerseys from them, but they're going to do something with Talking Yanks where we're going to make something, a hat, a shirt. I don't know. Give us what you guys want, feedback, um, sayings, shirts. And uh, they're going to make Pictures of Jake. one a month and put them on sale on their website. Uh, so that is like a promotion combo. It's like when Baskin Robbins and Duncan go together. Yes. So Elgari hats, there's only 100. Once they sell out, they sell out forever though. So, and I think a good amount already got sold. You're going to be part of the club. You know, we see each other at a game or spring training. We'll just nod to each other and be like, nice Elgari hat. Or we can stop and have a friendly conversation. It all works. But go get your, they're, I, they're, I plan on seeing an Elgari hat on Elgari at spring training. Yeah, we'll year. try to put one on him. Also, Jake would buy one, but his head's too small for hats. Look at when I lean back. Look how small my head looks. Peanut. Peanut head. Peanut brain. Yeah. So Tough. Go get an Elgari hat. Tough way to end the show for me. 20 bucks. I like mine. I wear it a lot. All right. That's all. Thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know when the next update's going to be. The winter meetings are going fast. So fucking damn it. Don't swear, Jimmy. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe it'll I, be in a week. I, free agent. I think free agent contest is still going on. Free agent contest still going on. We didn't mention CC too much. I'll, uh, I'll, my, my hot take is we'll, we're going to have to do another pod by the end of this week for, for Yankee breaking news. How about that? Good prediction. I got nothing else doing. What, what, what impression do you want before we go to grandma? Um, I want, uh, Kermit the frog. Kermit the Frog here. Thanks for joining us on Yankees Talking Yanks. I don't have a full Kermit. You lost it after the Kermit the Frog. Oh, I never. Yeah, that's the only part I can do. I never made the intro your Scooby-Doo. I want to change that. Also, if any of you play. You want that on the intro? Yeah, I want. Well, I want to redo the intro because you're not you're not involved in the intro right now. I want to get you involved. Yeah. So 
maybe like, I don't know, Dan Zlotnick. I don't know if he listens. Anyone who plays music, if you want to do a rendition of We're Talking Baseball with John Boy and Jake Sucks. Talking uh, yeah, let, oh, okay. Well, let the people get creative. Arts, artsy people are creative. Send your submission. We'll take it off. If anyone is a musician and wants to record a little ditty intro for us, I the, the least talent in the world. Like if you were to, hey, what genre are you the least talented in? It would be music, like creating music. What would you say mine is? You saw me try and play the spoons. Yeah, that that was a low moment on talking. <laughs> your your genre that you were the worst in is uh, memory. Brain. Yeah. Bad brain. Yeah, bread brain. Unless it's college, unless it's sports stats. <laughs> yeah, not bad. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, Chase Headley. Leave some reviews. We're we're catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah leave some reviews. We're 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 putting talking Yanks full steam ahead. I will give an update on that later on when it actually goes full steam ahead. But we're getting there. Ooh, it's gonna be fun. Teaser. And, uh, we want we teaser. want everyone along for the ride. Love you guys. Go Yankees. <laughs> Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.